Hello and welcome to the new Hashtag Love Leash podcast, the podcast brought to you uh, by the team here in Leash today, myself and Alan. Um, it's going to be a weekly, positive, free-to-air podcast uh, on, on Leash today. I'm joined by Alan uh, and we will also, on a weekly basis, have a, an interview. So later in today's show, we have an interview with uh, the Cahirlock of Leash County Council, Thomasina Connell. But before that, myself and Alan are going to go through some of the, the stories that got a fair bit of traction on Leash today over the past week. Uh, and this will be sort of a, a constant theme of our weekly podcast. We're going to try and come out early in the week on maybe a Monday or Tuesday. We'll be free on all your uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, as they say. Um, anyway, Alan, I'm going to start with a story that got incredible traction on Leash today. Problem was, it wasn't actually true. It wasn't meant to be true. <laughs> it was that Harry and Meghan are moving to Clunasley. Did you enjoy that one? I did enjoy that one. Cl- Clunasley, um and, and we're allowed to call it just Clunacy. We don't have to say Clunacy, St. Manman, you know, because we're talking about the actual place so before there's people getting on to give out. Um, yeah, you're 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 fairly good. You can definitely take credit. I know you love giving out credit for the rankings and all those other things, but you can definitely take the credit for uh, for this one. It was very very funny. In fairness, uh, had everything that you'd want. Had uh, had geopolitical and it was topical because I think they're in the court at the minute for something. Um, take us to court. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hope they but don't. I actually hope to do. No, it can take us to court. <laughs> we get great publicity for it. We will get great publicity for it. I hope your insurance is high enough to deal with it. But uh, I'd have to bring out my old uh, my old BA in law and try and defend us. I think that might be the the, the only way to go. Anyone who who may not have missed it. So since Leash today was set up in 2017. Um, what our, our mantra is in terms of our coverage in general is quality, lively, fun. Now, we try and have all our stories to hit at least one of those points, hit one of those targets. But our April Fool's, uh, annual April Fool's joke has taken on a little bit of a life of its own. We've had some good ones. We have we have a little bit of a childish imagination. And over the years, we had that the Rocket on a Mace has been sold and developed into a golf course for the Ryder Cup. Uh, Camros and Castletown were amalgamating. Um, Ed Sheeran was going to be playing an intimate gig in the in the mines in Mulfield. That was one of my favourite ones. Um, there was going to be a race course developed in the heat that was going to rival Cheltenham and Punchestown. Uh, we were developing an, an L Tinder app, which was sort of a localised version of Tinder for, for Leash people. We had all, all various settings. And that Joe Biden was coming to visit Tim O'Hoe because he was, as the article said last year, some way related to the Ramsbottoms. <laughs> so it's our sort of local sense of humour applied to a story. And every story is tagged. If you read it, it's written in a style a news article would be written in. But it will always throw in that there was no no comment available today, April first, or and it's tagged April Fools. But the amount of people that fall for it is incredible. So this year, we're trying to try and spread them around the county as well. Like you know, so we, as mentioned, we've hit a good few different areas of the county. My imagination is beginning to run dry, but this hit <laughs> that Megan and Harry were you know trying to reconcile with with the royal family in in the UK, and that they they had bought. How many acres did I say they bought? About 400 acres in Clunacy. 400, yeah. 12,000 square foot house. It was going to be swimming pools, cinema, golf course, all available to the local community to use. There was Leash, Clunacy people in London last weekend at the Leash London National Football League match. And Harry and Meghan brought a few of them around to Buckingham Palace, which they still have access to a small bit for, for afternoon tea. And they were visiting Clunacy a couple of weeks ago. Harry says he's going to play a bit of junior C football with Clunacy. If they're stuck, if they're stuck, he would they stand in the goals or he'd go in the full forward line. Um, and we posted it on social media on Saturday morning, and just the reaction—it's just—it's so, just so funny. You'd be laughing all day, wouldn't you, Alan? You would. Did you? Did you get caught out by any other April foods? I did. Yeah. I, I don't know whether I don't know whether you got caught by any other ones. 
but uh, I I was on Twitter on yeah I was on t- Twitter on uh, the so it was after midnight on the April first so it had only just gone April Fools and uh, this other news uh, organization that I followed the Ditch they posted up on on Twitter that they were being bought by uh, the Irish Times and they were going to be part of the the Irish Times group and that this was the next step in the company and. Oh, I actually believe but, that one. <laughs> I believe I believed it until I read down to where your man, one of them, had gone off to become a special advisor to Pippa Hackett. And that, <laughs> that was the bit that once once I saw that, I went, "Oh no, that this I got," and then I remembered what day it was. So yeah. poor old Pippa. Who I, I didn't uh, read, our... read all of that one, but I saw it and said, "That's actually sort of believable." Um, yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, there, there were two other ones I saw um, that Bobby Miller was taken over as presenter of Ear to the Ground. <laughs> and uh, and the other one I saw was I actually thought this one would be quite good was the 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 guy that presents the GA coverage on TG Cahar was a new Late Late Show host. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> and that was funny because there was an article about him during the week. Some lad had written um some columnist who I should know, but he was basically saying that like you know even though none of us can understand a word he says most of the time, he's his voice is fantastic. He he brings such life and quality to the games. So whoever whoever obviously read that article and then hi oh, yeah here's the next next piece yeah. this is very good yeah very but good. So, so some of my uh, favorite Twitter Facebook was all sort of smart addicty it was like Clunasley people saying um, oh they're going to sponsor a set of jerseys and oh, <laughs> this time we take it uh, take it but Twitter is a different space altogether a whole lot of Royal Observer accounts started retweeting it and follow and the, and I can see and we can see in Google Analytics the traffic that it's getting all day um, and and. and there's some of the messages coming in. One one message, this was from someone local, said, um, again, uh, I didn't come back to them, but I probably, probably should have, because they're very concerned. They're afraid that Leash County Council will give them planning permission because they're celebrities and ignore the local needs. Uh, <laughs> so, obviously, someone has gone for planning permission and been turned down for some reason. I think now, with a bee in their bonnet, that Leash County Council are going to give Harry and Meghan planning permission because of who they are. Oh God! Well, I can assure them that Seamus Macdonald and Co would not allow that to happen. So we're we're okay. Well, oh, I don't, can... I don't, you can't be going down that route. I don't think councillors make decisions on planning. You're going oh, on planning. No, they of worms there. But do, do they not have? Uh, they can consult on part eights and stuff, can't they? Isn't that that's one so, of their yeah. the, the other ones yeah. that came in, like um, there was a whole other like probably second, third generation Irish Americans saying like we don't want them in our lovely ancestral country and. Uh, there was there was um other people very concerned like they were saying like you know, do you not remember what happened to Lord Mountbatten and and this thing that like, so <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> so it was um you know a lot of the, and then there was a couple of people saying I knew it was an April Fool's joke when I said that they were in Buckingham Palace so people taking it very seriously and as you said explain this one to us it was trending on Google yeah I I, I was because like that as you said we can see the analytics and I knew it was. Was getting huge traffic all day long, and I just, I just typed Harry and Meghan into Google uh, search on uh, kind of Saturday morning, Friday night sort of time, and um the the top there was the four top stories came up. Uh, number one was by the Independent in the UK, which was Meghan Markle wins defamation lawsuit against her half sister. The second story was the Telegraph, Harry and Meghan a poster couple for Workshy Britain, and then the third Telegraph, story yeah. was ours. Yeah, and the, the third story was ours. We were ahead of the Guardian. 
the Guardians was amid amid the Prince Harry circus lies a court battle with the highest stakes. But Harry and Meghan going to Tunisley was getting more traffic than <laughs> than uh, than any than that was. Uh, so I just thought that Rowan, was Rowan Hayden tells me now I don't know whether to believe him or not that after we had the story last year about Joe Biden coming to Timahoe, um, that three Americans rocked up at the Heritage Center in Timahoe one Saturday looking to find Joe Biden's ancestral home. Now I don't know whether to believe him or not, but Rowan Hayden tells me, and he said Rowan would Rowan would never tell lies. I believe every word that comes out of that man's mouth. Okay. So definitely. Yes. It's a good story. But anyway, he, Joe Biden is somewhere related. He probably is somewhere related to the Rounds Bottoms. But anyway, just isn't to he coming here? Isn't he coming here soon enough? We can go and ask him. We'll send Parik and Sheriff up there and they can go interview him. <laughs> ask him how he's getting on. They're no better men. Anyway, so Harry and Meghan are not moving. Not that we know of, anyway. But if, if they no. do, we'll, 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 be, we'll be on to it. Um, so to a story that is actually happening, and this is a brilliant story, uh, and we, we, as I said, we, we keep an eye on our analytics the whole time, but this one got incredible traffic all through Friday. Sam Moody, Former head chef in Ballyfin House Hotel has struck out on his own and is opening a new restaurant. He's a Michelin star restaurant. He's opening a new restaurant in Abbey Leaks. I love seeing stuff like this happening. And it's a perfect example of a story that people love seeing. Ah, yeah. Well, like, I mean, I, people love food. They love, uh, I ticked all the boxes. People love food. They love uh, people setting up new businesses. They love it coming into uh, areas, into towns, revitalizes them, gives them new energy. Abilix is a lovely town. Um, has fantastic streetscape and and land and the way that it's set up and laid out and it's ideal for something like this. Also, Michelin star, big tick. Uh, worked in Balafin House, another big tick. Um, so it, it ticked all of the boxes. And everyone and, can go to a restaurant. Everyone can yes, enjoy it. It's, it's accessible it's, it's, to everybody. Yeah. Hmm. And 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 Sam uh, Mark Comerford, who does plenty of sort of predominantly sports coverage with us, but but Mark is a former chef himself and worked with Sam Moody, and that's the connection there. And Mark did a really really good sort of he had the story first, and then he had a long form interview with Sam, and he really he settled in Clonazee. He moved from Bat. He was a Michelin moved to Ireland in twenty sixteen, and he's a very very ambitious guy. And I think Abbey Leaks is the right fit for that. Like I, I worked mm. in Limerick, as I mentioned regularly on my on the, on the sports podcast that we do. But people always rave about Adair and Killaloo and these places. And they're these sort of high-end um, restaurants, coffee shops, bars, hotels, all that. And Abbey Leaks and Doro are that version in Leash. And you, you have everywhere from Castle Doro to um, uh, Bowes, Bob's Bar. You're into like um, Muller O'Connell, Holly's. All these places between Doro and Abilix, they are, and all these places help each other along. So to see, it's going to maintain, it's in the old Bramley's uh, building and it's going to maintain the Bramley name. Not 100% sure when it's going to be open. I think sort of in the, in, within the next month or so. Um, I started following Sam on Instagram after I... Uh, very good. ...saw the story. He's very good. And it just, it he looks like a lot of it is coming. Just... <laughs> <laughs> It's not got the honestly. Uh, when you mentioned Doro and, and Abbey Leaks, it is it is glorious. And a friend of mine actually lives in Doro. Um, but I'll tell you one thing, and I don't know whether you I've done a lot of council stories about deers uh, and the way they keep coming out onto the road. And I am absolutely petrified when I'm driving along that road in the dark, I'm going to encounter a deer. Terrified of it. I, I there's nothing scares me or nothing I ever think of. But I've done so many of those John stories. John Joe Fenley has done so many stories on... John Joe, Ollie Clooney, uh, like they've all been banging the drum about the deers. Uh, PJ, Kelly, again, really? not... Derry's Wood and Valley British, I, I know that road very well. There is always 
often has been dear. I'm not so sure as much since the motorway was done. I think there has been some fencing or something done, but PJ. Yeah, I, I, I'd be afraid now. That's the one thing that scares me about that part of the world. You know, we don't yeah. have that over here in Strabley. And of course, like obviously, obviously, the lads, uh, the Collison brothers bought. Um, oh yeah. Messy yeah, estate yeah, as yeah. well. So it's look, it's very, very positive. Down that neck of the woods as well. The other story. This isn't a positive story. It isn't. It's, it's a, ne it's a negative story about very positive people. And this was the honest egg. Uh, Doro oh, yeah. brother and sister, Liam and Sophie Ellis, a ten and eleven year old brother and sister. They have a hundred hens. More power to them. They're, they're two kids that are going places. But they had this... Uh, there's so many eggs, obviously, they can't just look after neighbours and friends and family. The eggs, they, they set up the box at the side of the road. The eggs were stacked in it. You left your money. An, an honest an honesty box or whatever. Now, I often see these around the country and I, I do think they're rife for pricks to go and rob them. And this is what has been happening. Yeah. There's one in Timahoe, I think. Uh, just... I don't know if it's an honesty box, but there's a you can get your eggs out of a box at Timahoe. I've never actually stopped at it. It's if you're driving from the pitch in Timahoe to Portage, you know that road. Um, oh, yeah, that's the road you, I'd go to, which yeah. Yeah, you you'd see it there as you're if you're coming from the pitch to Portage, it's on the left hand side before you get to the junction where you can turn left for Ballarow and right for Strabley or go straight across. Money cross. The, is that what that's? Yeah. 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 There you go. Do you have people know? Very dangerous. Very right? dangerous junction. Uh, yeah, well, they've done a lot of work on it um, since. That's when you often hear people saying to me, yeah, go to this money cross. Yeah. going, oh, yeah, yeah, that, that's, uh, yeah, I know where that is. So there you go, no, down. Anyway. Because but, of Brian um, Ramsbottom's home house. Yes. Yeah. You say, so I wouldn't know where a lot of people live now. I'd be yeah, bad some the Lowry's live on that road, Andy Fleming. Very hyper-local now, but... <laughs> no, I tell you. But, um, no, there's, the, one, there's, the, one, there's one between the road between Abbey Leaks and Balnakill as well. Yeah. Those kids were on RT News that break your heart. They were just... So pure and honest, and the the girl. What did you say? Her names are again. Liam and Sophie is ten, and Liam is eleven. Yeah. yeah. And Sophie said that um, she had a great line. She said that um, Mammy told me that um, you know, there's there's a lot of cruel people in the world, but the messages and support and everything that we've got has shown us that there's more good than bad. And that's what we have to think. I, I I had an email from a woman in Mead the other day who had read a story. Her grandmother. Today. A grandmother and wanted to. Did she want to send him a few pounds, or she wanted to send him something? I think anyway. And I believe yeah. I believe there are businesses that are offering help with security and cameras. Although that opens another can of worms in terms of GDPR and all that. Like, mm. which is you know you're protecting, you're protecting the people doing wrong in that regard. But those two kids, there won't be a bother in those. Like, hundred eggs, hundred hens. Fair going, isn't it? <laughs> but it's fair going. Anyway, look, our, I, I believe, and and there, there's a connection. Obviously, Paul, our good friend Paul Dargan to design it, and the honest egg, like you don't, it's such a great, great name in that book. Horrific, and definitely a fact that has been happening regularly. Jesus Christ, we give the couple of euro, take the eggs, and go on. I, I don't understand. Yeah, well, no, I do understand because there's people out there that are capable of doing everything. But I just thought the two kids that came across. So Sinead Hussey, who was the New RT correspondent, probably not that new, but she took over from Kieran Maluli when he uh when he retired. She actually rang rang me one day just to introduce herself and you know we'll let, let me know. I I was going to say that to you. She was letting us know if there was ever anything that we she could help us with, just to give her a call or whatever. So um, nice to get a phone call like that from someone in RT that um they'd, they'd be willing to collaborate with you. But I just thought she handled the interview really well with the two kids as well. Um, because you know there's there's ways that you have to 
you're speaking to children, you have to interview them in a different way than you would with, with somebody else. I it's it's not on your list, and I'm going to throw a spanner at you now because uh, I know you had a I know you had an agenda there and and my job wasn't to say a whole lot. But somebody you spoke to or we had on the podcast before, I don't know if maybe we didn't speak to her, maybe it was was done the interview was done for us actually. Claire Byrne, is she going to get the late late show? She Brian Moss interviewed her on Twitter. Yeah, it's it's looking like it, is it? Well, there was a, a story there in either the Sunday Times or one or the other that had insiders from RT, which I love enough hearing that phrase. And I love <laughs> it when the RT news people have to read that out. I think that's hilarious. It was on, it was Parry um, Lodge, not Parry Lodge, not Parry Lodge sport. It was, it was on his show, but it was the news part. But it was before the, it was before the uh, final between Dublin and Derry. They did a news bulletin and uh, what, you know, the, your man was talking about the uh, insiders in RTE and he, he and RTE uh, <laughs> news presenter, who I'm sure knows, knows her only too well, have indicated that uh, Claire Byrne is going to come with so, But did you see her with her new show at the weekend? I didn't. It's called... I live um, under a rock sometimes. I know, yeah. <laughs> it's called... Uh, it's it's a quiz show. You'd actually love it. Oh, actually, yes, okay. You, I saw it my, I'd I, sorry, you, I saw it. I'd, I'd love to put you on it because you'd be really good at it. It's uh honest to God, it's it's um it's the the there was a fella on it, uh he was one one of the fathers from Fitch's family, Aiden was his name. I can't think of his surname. He was a the, he was in the more, one of the more recent series of it. But the, the premise of it was three people um go answer a series of questions and basically whoever gets the most amount right wins. It's <laughs> very simple. Um and, and Claire is uh, the presenter, is she? And Claire is the presenter. So I was just wondering, is that the start of trying to make her a bit more fun? You know, okay, she has this persona now because of COVID. Like you saw, you'll see the stuff about her on social media. There'd be a lot of negative negativity towards her because people associate her in their heads, I think, with lockdowns and restrictions and an awful period that we all went through. Fairly or unfairly, I think that's just how she may be perceived by a lot of people. So is this RT's quiz? I never thought she would be presenting a, a quiz show, but is this their way of trying to make her more fun yeah it's a good point like uh, my standout memory of Claire Byrne is when she chaired the debate a week or oh, 10 yeah. days before the abortion referendum wasn't it the abortion referendum and yeah. that was that must have been the toughest thing I even I, I reckon that was even tougher than some of the COVID stuff because it was a live audience and mm. it was vicious and it was such an emotive issue the entire country was invested in it I thought she handled it quite well but God, there were certain points where she might didn't have, but but that I'd say that was the toughest thing. Um, live debate on that big issue a week or so before before and before the referendum. Uh, yeah, I've been to the late late show twice. It, it was a great experience the first time, brilliant crack, like being in the green room, which is a corridor behind the stage where you go in. Um, I think that's what they call the green room where the audience right, but it's some some crack. Yeah. The second time it was in lockdown times, and there was only about forty people allowed at it, and the the lineup of guests that night, I'd say it was the worst lineup in the history of the late late <laughs> show. They had the second night was at it, so it wasn't wasn't as, as much fun. Um but it's been yeah, it, it's it's such a beast of a show though. Like it's so you have to be serious, you have to be lighthearted. It must be very challenging. But I'd say I'd say she's definitely she's the favourite, isn't she? Oh, she's a bookie's favourite, yeah. She's on now at this stage to do it. Um I I would say it's like I, 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 it's whether they mix up the the format, like whether they go with two presenters, which is something they've never done before. I think they've that's what they should do. Yeah, I, I think so too. But whether to do that or not, another thing. Uh, obviously they've never had a a permanent female presenter. Like Miriam McAllen did a couple of shows 
uh, once a few years ago, but um, they've never had a, obviously a full-time women, women's presenter either. So that would be very interesting. I think we'll have to try and get her. We'll have to try and get talking to Claire to try yeah. and... Uh, she, she, you know. I remember the time we had the Leash Today launch in 2017 and we had a huge night in the Midlands Park Hotel. I contacted her that time to see would she do the MC for it. And she would... Her dates and my dates didn't line up, unfortunately. But she was going to do it and she was going to do it as a favour for us and, and the whole lot. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. She did, we did have her on. Brian Moss did an interview with her before. We'll definitely have to get her again. Fascinating stories. Bridgetine, Bridgetine School in Mount Rad went off to um, she was she working the Jersey Islands or somewhere for a while first, then came back. And there was a huge court case when she left TV Three to go to oh, RT. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, very, very, very talented person. RT would probably never do it. I my, my favorite broadcaster is Matt Cooper. I think he is has such He's a genuine on... interest. On Today News? FM. Today, Today FM. FM. Yeah. Matt, yeah. Matt Cooper has such a genuine interest across a range of topics. You listen to um, Morning Ireland or, or RT's programme in the evening. If, if, if a sports or a movies or a music topic comes up, most of the presenters aren't able to handle that at all because they're so hard news. But Matt Cooper is able to handle the hard news. And then he'll have a genuine interest in the soccer, in the rugby, in the GA, movies, music. Brilliant. He has a podcast called Magnified with Matt Cooper. It's a one-hour interview. Does it at his kitchen table. Uh, and it's really good. I, I think Matt Cooper is the best, most versatile broadcaster in the country. Another person who is obviously not late, late show, kind of Gavin Riley. Not oh, uh, Newsock and TV, TV and, Virgin Media, and, and, Virgin and that. Anyone, he was presenting a program on Newsock yesterday and he explains the process that parents have to go through who have autistic children. And it's worth five minutes of anyone's time to listen to it. He explains it so coherently. It's just absolutely brilliant. Um, and uh, I'd recommend anyone check that out. Two other stories I want to just touch on before we finish up on this show and before we hear from Thomasina is I want to con- offer our congratulations to Olivia Lafferty from Culla Hill, who has been appointed as the new interim director of nursing in Port Leash Midlands Regional Hospital. And that story absolutely flew it on uh, Friday on site as well. We have a very uh, selection of stories on site as well. And that, that's a huge. Nurses always make for very popular stories as well because everyone comes to be the nurses. Site. Can't beat the nurses. The nurses' stories are very, very popular. But that's that's a that's a serious appointment, and obviously a very, very competent person. And we wish her the best of luck in that. Hopefully, we don't have to come in direct contact with Olivia. But I do. I know that if we do, we'll probably be in very safe hands. Um, and two other ones on a on a on a sadder note. I want to pay our respects to the late Pippi Bood and to Lillian O'Neill, who passed away both very young women. Um, Pippi, a lot of people would know of. I've never had need for. The Blossom Time Boutique in Port Leash. Pippi opened that in 1980 and she has had a presence in Port Leash Town Centre for over 40 years. She was on Main Street originally, then into Lister Square when that was built in the late 80s and she moved to the lane between Lister Square and Port Leash there in the last couple of years. Um, died over the weekend. One of the Bood family. Pippi, Mary was her first name, Mary McAvoy, but everyone knew her as Pippi. And if you see the comments on the obituary story that we have on site, just give you a sort of a sense of how popular and... um warm a personality uh, she was and obviously a great business person then as well so she balanced both uh, and, and from the famed booed clan of the heat her you know brothers Dennis uh, Pat George Peter all in business in various forms as well booed concrete a lot of people would know booed concrete so Pippi's funeral is on this week and we want to extend our sympathies to the booed and McAvoy families on Pippi's death Port Leach Town Centre has lost a lot of great characters over the last couple of years that were in business I'm thinking of Pat Miller Miller's Hardware John McNamee, Leash Education Supplies and 
uh, later Eastlands. Jim Tynan, Tynan's restaurant, which was in Hines Square, and I'm thinking of Phil Duggan, who had a restaurant in the top square or market square in Port Leach as well. And that's only to name just a few. But in my time, over you know, it, people I can remember, all of those people were huge figures around the centre of Port Leach, and uh, they leave a huge void, and they'll they they and their legacy lives on. Their legacy lives on uh, a long time. So I want to send my sympathies to as it Budenmaker. Also want to send my sympathies to Lillian O'Neill, uh, if um, Ballyfin. Mount Melick area. Uh, Lillian was a, an inspector for the Health and Safety Authority and was hugely, hugely respected um, in sort of the building and construction industry and was able to get on with the builders, the site foremen, all of these. Died suddenly last week, only in her mid-40s uh, and uh, very, very well got. Her funeral is on um, today, Monday, and, and, and leaves behind a young family and that's so. Look, I want to thank everyone who's after tuning in this podcast. The love, hashtag Love Leash podcast will be available every week going forward. Alan will be my regular guest, but we also will aim to have uh, an ongoing or sorry, a weekly interview with someone of profile from around Leash or who has a connection to the county. So I'm going to move into our next interview with the Coherlock of Leash County Council, Thomasina Connell. Okay, delighted to say today that I have Thomasina Connell, Coherlock of Leash County Council, as the first guest on the hashtag Love Leash podcast. Thomasina, you're very welcome. Good afternoon, Stephen, and yeah. thanks a million for having me on. You're just back from uh, New York, Tennessee. I absolutely love following your Instagram. It was a brilliant, um, brilliant uh, sort of log of your travels. Yes. Was, was it a holiday? Like, it looked no, great, crack, or just. Well, well, I have to say the trip was extremely uh, hard work. We had meetings uh, and events to attend on every single day that we were there. So the trip arises as a result of an invitation from the Leash Association in New York, which is headed up by Mike Dunphy, who's originally from Balnakill. <clears throat> and many people would be aware of Mike because he would have received a civic reception uh, in Le- Leash County Council uh, last summer. And I, as Cahirlock, was delighted to actually have him in and, and be part of that. So Mike Dunphy invited us over to walk in the New York uh, city parade. What's which it like? The New is, York is, parade. It's an amazing experience. So the gathering of the counties and the groups yeah. start at about ten a.m. Um, in a side street off Fifth Avenue, yeah. and each county gathers. And you know, as you can imagine, there aren't that many leash people yeah. uh, in New York. But um, you know, I met people from Shanahoe, Clonaslee, Abbey Leaks, um, Durrow. Oh, there's many people marching in the leash. Parade, or are they sort of watching on? Or so, so everyone that was there is there to march. Okay, uh, it's like the Vicarage so Parade. Everyone who's at the parade is in the parade. Is that it? <laughs> so, something like that. So, um, Leash, the Leash Association in New York, have the benefit of a very beautiful um, Leash banner, uh, which was uh, funded, I think, partly uh, by Leash County Council, uh, but it's got a beautiful um, depiction of James Fintan Lawler on one side, um, and so the members there in New York are very, very proud. Uh, to hold it and four of them that were holding it are all my second cousins the yeah, McAvoys right. uh, whose t- father was Larry McAvoy from Atmelic uh, who passed away uh, actually during during Covid which is which was very on your sad dad's side obviously that I wouldn't have been able to to, to see Larry and to march with him so yeah. that was disappointing but um, his wife Judy who's originally from, from Dublin uh was the Grand Marshal of the parade and I was just delighted I suppose to have that experience and all through my childhood hearing the story of you know Larry and Judy over in New York and it was so exotic and exciting <laughs> and then actually to be there myself so was um, you proud of the parade so when you're walking down Fifth Avenue you know we turned off the side street and we, we all walked we, we all walked down and actually particularly Stephen I'd like to pay tribute to Tom Lawler 
who marched with us on uh, St. Patrick's Day, who sadly passed away. Since. Who sadly passed really? away since. Uh, very, very sad. And I'd met Tom so yeah. many times uh, before and, and since I was yeah. elected. And to see him in New York, so proud of his leash heritage. Yeah. He'd been um, in New York for years, had he? And he'd, he, he had been in New York for years and he had back in Abadix right. uh, for quite a number of decades. Yeah. Um, a very, very nice gentleman. And um, I suppose just uh, today to pay tribute uh, to Tom on his on his passing, which is which is very sad, I suppose, for the community uh, in New York and, of course, uh, in Abbey Leaks and um, my deepest sympathies uh, to his family uh, and his children. So, uh, but to see Tom Lawler walking yeah. in it only last month uh, was really really special. And like I'm sure I, I was in London last weekend and I met a good few <coughs> Leash people living in London. Like as I said, the, the Savage loves their native shore, and like there's people Irish people abroad. Are just incredibly proud of where they come from, so I'm sure you you get a vibe of that, like when you're there for the St Patrick's Day parade. Yes, it, it it was just an amazing experience, and when you're walking down Fifth Avenue, so there's there's crowds packed on either yeah. side, you know, and you can see all the, the the boutiques, but the entire street is clear, yeah. and I think of all the countries in the world. Ireland is the only one that stops the traffic in New York and I think yeah. that's really, really special. But as I was walking down Fifth Avenue, you could hear people shout out, you know, yeah. I'm from Castletown, yeah. somebody from Mount Rath. Yeah. And actually, as I was walking down, uh, you know, where we're getting closer to Central Park, there was a whole group of young lads on the left-hand side and they started going crazy when yeah. they saw the leash flag. And as we got closer, all I could hear was, come on, Emo, now! <laughs> and I just thought they were genuine uh, lads from Emo, if they were able to say, come, come on, Emo, now. now. Yeah. Uh, but it was a really, really special day and, uh, you know, an opportunity that uh, I, 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 I was really grateful to get, an experience I will never forget. Yeah, I'm going to go next year, I'm going to go cover it. I mean, I was, I've talked to you about I was going to go this year. I was just too much on, but I'm definitely going next year to the New York parade. And could I march in the in the, in the leash with the so, leash boys? So, yeah. so you just come along and you show yeah. up. And there was a man who I met from. Why uh, didn't the boys from Emo march? They probably didn't know that. Perhaps, perhaps they didn't. But actually, if you're going, Stephen, yeah. you should make people very aware yeah. that you just go out. You turn up on Forty Sixth Street. Yeah. You find the leash flag yeah, and the leash it. banner, yeah. and you 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 march in line uh, with everybody from Leash. So that on that day, there was maybe 30, 35 people right. uh, marching with And with every county would be the same, essentially. Uh, well, every there's a lot of counties now would have a lot more people. Of course, yeah. People, but every county would be represented in some way, like, yeah. As far as I know. Yeah, and yeah. then the different groupings, like I know the Garda Siakana oh, yes. and different, like, fire service yeah. had uh, were marching in the parade as well. But this year, Leash were uh, to the forefront of the parade. And I must send you the link. We're, yeah. We were on uh, CNN. Uh, yeah. In fact, they 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 televised it. Yeah. Uh, so myself and Judy McAvoy and Mike Dunphy yeah. uh, were up the front of the parade, and you can really see our beautiful uh, yeah. leash banner. I'd say when I'd say when Joe Hickey was teaching in Rat National School, you didn't think that should be marching in New York on St Patrick's Day, did you? I I, I, I probably it was probably the, one of the last places I thought I'd be. <laughs> a, a disclaimer: Thomasine and myself went to primary school together, so that's why I'm throwing in that reference. And Joe Hickey, did we mention this before? I the amount of political heads that he has tur- turned out like between absolutely, Ryan is Sinn Féin TD, two, two Leash County councillors, uh, yourself and PJ Kelly are past students of the school, and Elsie McLaughlin trainer went for the SDLP in uh, South Belfast, and I think, I last year. I doubt that she will get elected the at next some time, point. Yeah. And uh, Thomas Foy, uh, another past student, went for the 
Fianna Fáil Ogre presidency That's and Joe himself was a Labour delegate and at none of us have had a Labour persuasion yeah it's, uh, it's uh, obviously so we it's mustn't like the politics but yeah. we, definitely, we definitely got the ethos I, I, I reckon Rat <coughs> National School is the most represented primary school in all of Ireland in terms of like if you, you have a TD and two county councillors and you'd had have to have a study on that you'd have to have a study I reckon the, the Healy Rays could beat it down in Kerry but like that's one family so I don't think it really really counts but anyway we're, we're after going and said here what else did you do when you in, in so, America so you went so after uh, after that we had a, a wonderful uh, reception with the Irish well, sorry with the Leash community uh, in New York a really nice evening um, and that was absolutely wonderful and then uh, invited to the Cross Border Orchestra All right. uh, in Carnegie Hall <laughs> uh, which was just an amazing yeah. experience uh, to see to see that and to see the opportunities I suppose for building peace through young people and teenagers in yeah. that music space um, I thought that was really really interesting and that was that came about as one of the provisos under the Good Friday Agreement okay. so the students music students from uh, both sides suppose, of the border both uh, sides of the community absolutely well, both sides of the border yeah uh, so they came together t- for the cross-border orchestra but I mean hugely impressive and I think actually if anybody has Spotify you can search cross-border orchestra and have a listen to, to, to what they do and they've performed in I mean, many places across the world. Uh, but Carnegie Hall was really, really special, uh, especially for the week that was in it. You mentioned the Good Friday Agreement. You, you, you attended a couple of talks in relation to that topic alone and met Hillary Clinton. That's right. <laughs> so on the Monday evening, we attended uh, an event to commemorate the 25 years of the Good Friday Agreement. So uh, it was kind of a pinch me moment. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're standing there and George Mitchell, who was unwell, he, George Mitchell was um, very involved in the peace process, uh, a very cool, calm and collected kind of guy uh, to, to, to negotiate between the, the unionists and, uh, nationalists, and, yeah. and the nationalists. And George actually uh, did a zoom in yeah. to, to, to the talk that evening. Uh, and then we had Michal Martin. Yeah. Uh, who spoke at length and then of course uh, Hillary Clinton uh, also and I have to say I was so impressed I saw her, saw her get up move towards the, the, the podium and she had a little scrap of paper yeah. with three words on it and I thought what's she going to say when you know yeah. she spoke at length uh, amazing speaker knew her topic inside out having been so involved in Northern yeah. Ireland uh, and in fact she's coming to Belfast uh, later uh, this month, I think it's actually at the end of next week, she's going to be back in Queen's University. Nice. But a very, very impressive lady. And when I had the opportunity to meet her after the event, I was introduced by uh, Helena Nolan, our, uh, our, our, our Consul General uh, in New York. Hillary was very impressed at my chain. Right. And asked me all about it. And I told her all about Leash, which is situated yeah. in the Midlands. And I suppose, look, how important to every county. And was there other coherent locks Friday, from, from, from count? Uh, no. The, the, the Good Friday Agreement. It, it was an event that I had actually uh, read about. Right. Uh, and I, I, I actually just uh, I emailed the organisation right. and uh, just requested uh, requested an invitation, which yeah. which was forthcoming. And we have a good uh, chat with Hillary. Like, or is she like moving and shaking left, right, and centre? No, she 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 just uh, she said she just made some comments about women in politics, and she said that she was delighted that I'd made it. Um, she was keen to, I suppose, to see Irish politicians in New York representing their counties and countries. Um, and she had a couple of questions about the chain and it was admiring all the names. Yeah. And she did notice that there was a lack of female names right. uh, on our on our Leash County Council, on the Cahirlocks chain. Yourself, Mary Sweeney, Catherine Fitzgerald. Uh, oh, Mary, Mary Wheatley. Wheatley. Yeah. 
Early winter, um, yeah. But look, you know, I think that we're moving into a different space yeah. and I suppose a, a lot of equality uh, in politics and about, um, I suppose, diversity in lots of different aspects, but particularly uh, around gender. Um, but yeah, that was an excellent, uh, an excellent event. Okay. Uh, and it was really interesting in terms of, I suppose... Um, how we cannot take peace for granted uh, and even I think looking uh, at the challenges that we face across the world looking at Ukraine um, and a war that people never thought would happen yeah. uh, and how important it is for me uh, thinking about that that I'm Irish that I'm European um, and how lucky that we are to live in peace and never to worry about you know th- I suppose what people in Ukraine yeah. have experienced yeah. Yeah. And tell us this, you went to Tennessee then, what was that? Was that another, so, did, did you take this on yourself or was this part of the... No, so we were invited by uh, a town that we're twinned with called okay. Franklin. Franklin is the capital of Williamson County and right. it's twinned with County Leash. Okay. So we have a twinning arrangement in place of going back to 2008 and there was connections between people from that county that had visited uh, Abbey Leaks and County Leash going back all those number of years. So there had been uh, a visit that took place, I think, in 2008. But um, it had sort of died down in the years between. And before COVID, they had made contact and looked to resurrect that twinning arrangement. Ultimately, um, you know, those visits couldn't happen. Because of COVID, yeah. Because of COVID. So um, this was the first year that that was possible. And I was delighted. Myself and um, our Chief Executive Officer, John Mulholland, were delighted to take right. up the invitation. So just just very briefly, um, we were there for three days. We visited so many of um, their civic amenities. Uh, okay. We went to... How, how big a place is it? We or how far is it from New York? It's Well, it was a two and a half hour flight okay. from... Uh, it was a two and a half hour flight from New York and we flew into Nashville and then it was probably 20 minutes outside of Nashville and actually sadly very close to a, a shooting uh, that occurred so you know you see these things on the news yeah. and you don't think it's relevant to you and then I turned around and I said well that, I was actually there nice. last week yeah. so in any event Williamson County is the seventh wealthiest county in the United States of America so let's just say we're dealing with a whole <laughs> different we're whole, yeah, a whole yeah. different what, what is the wealth based on what, what? so 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 it's just in terms of, I suppose, the wealth, the pop- the, the population okay. wealth. And um, then I suppose in turn it would be, say, the turnover of, of businesses, of, of, of corporates. And a lot of their public uh, amenities are actually um, funded by private investment, okay. which I just couldn't and get what, what, what type of amenities? So, so I'll give you an example. We went off to see an animal shelter. So, you know, I, I, my comparison, I suppose, is what we have here mm. in terms of our, our, our pound Um it was just a world's worlds apart. So this cost uh, $13 million. Yeah. One million was from government okay. and the rest was privately funded by local philanthropists. Right. Um, Which aren't as plentiful in supply around here, I unfortunately, doubt. Yeah. Unfortunately not. But uh, that is, seems to be the way in America that things are done. You know, your your community kind of, you know, gets involved and they really have a, have a real pride from where they're from. Uh, which I was so impressed yeah. by, and well, I think that'll be the case here now as well, wasn't it? But in terms of sort of, um, you know, they have this attitude of, you know, if it's going to be, we're all going to get together as a community okay. and do it. Whereas I think in, in Ireland, and it's, it's it's not just leash. Our view is, you know, these are things that we need, and the government should provide them. Yes. And it's not always as as easy as that because I suppose we're dealing with a budget, um, and everywhere has to get priority. But for me, when I came away from it. The problem with that is the areas that are very wealthy with a wealthy population, they just get stronger and have more amenities and 
the other places we can never catch up like no yeah. but the other places that have less wealthy population um you know uh i suppose don't have the same investment so we went to the sanol shelter and so there's a lot of very unfortunate animals that are kept there and this they try and adopt out the animals like we do yeah, uh, pound, you know, yeah. in Ireland a similar situation um, and a lot of it is volunteer based as well but the facility was magnificent absolutely magnificent They, interestingly they run a programme uh, for neutering and spaying of cats mm. you know to control the population uh, which is something that I know uh, was rolled out in County Leash on a number of occasions, organised by vets and veterinary surgeries locally um, to try to control that population and to do a discounted rate for that. Um, but no, just just fantastic. And we saw their civic buildings, you know, their county council, yeah. if you like, and um, learning a little bit more yeah. about their planning laws, right. which are, are, are in effect... Uh, you enjoyed by, that, by that trip, ca- the, the Tennessee experience? Very much so, very much so. I, I did come away with a sense of... Um, I think in Ireland uh, we're probably a bit more liberal and we're a very tolerant society. Yeah. Uh, you know, despite, I suppose, um, the certain elements that aren't like that. But I think on the whole, Ireland is, is, is a very, um, is a place of tolerance. And I think we are a place of welcome. Uh, and I'm not so sure um, that that would be widespread throughout America. Uh, but it was a really, really interesting trip. And for me, what was eye-opening is to kind of see, you know, what's possible you know if they can do it there maybe we can do something similar because as the the saying goes you can't copy it but you can definitely learn from it and you know even looking at sort of photographs that they had of their town 20 years ago um and it looks so much better now just with investment from the locals and the traders trying to make their streets better and it was just really really impressive um so yeah, they're less into the act of travel. Yeah. Uh, getting the Americans out of their cars now would be would be no mean feat. Right, that's for okay, sure. yeah, what we have worse than we are. But anyway, um, since the last talk, spoke to you as uh, before you took on, or just as you took on the Cahirlock County Council, became a mother. So how are you balancing that? Like that is a very challenging and sort of demanding time in someone's life, and you're managing to run your sister's business and hold down the position at Cahirlock Leash County yeah, Council. So how was that work all working? Born, our son was born in December. Uh, and that was a really wonderful time, uh, I suppose, with Christmas and then, you know, having the break from from the council uh, was wonderful. And he has been an absolute pleasure, light of Thomas. light of our light of our lives. Yeah. Uh, we even call him Baby Tom uh, after uh, your dad. After that's right. After yeah. after my late father Tommy Connell. So, um, Baby Tom is thriving, uh, and I I won't lie, it's a challenge. And you know, to get out to my council meetings, I have to like be. It, it's twice the amount of time when you have a child. I think anybody uh, would agree with me when I say that. And to get out to meetings and to get out to events, it's a huge effort. And um, I have great support from my family and I have a very reliable babysitter when, when I need the help. And um, my fiancé now, Tristan... Yeah. Congratulations, uh, you got engaged in New York. That's right. You're packing a lot that's into right. this year, yeah. So, <laughs> so Tristan has been extremely helpful as well. So, like, it's true what they say, like, it yeah. takes a village. Yeah. Uh, but baby Tom is thriving. He's four months now. Brilliant. And I think every day it makes a little bit more sense, motherhood. Yeah. And uh, there's days I, I, I'm scratching my head wondering, am I doing it wrong or am I doing yeah. it right? Um, it's a, it's a busy life. You have a busy life. Like, we, you know, you see, as you're at an amount of events, like... 
I say, how how do you how do you keep all well, plates spinning? Obviously. Well, I always say, like, you just have to get on with getting on, and yeah. I suppose I'm fairly perseverant and determined. Yeah. So if somebody tells me you have to be in X, Y, and Z place at this time, you know. It just it happens. It happens. Yeah. It happens. <laughs> Here, would it would it would it clip your wings in any way to say like the last time you were we, we chatted, you were suggesting you would you would love a goal of running for the doll and being a TD and that would it clip your wings in any way in that regard? Um, I suppose nobody can. Uh, you'll never know what it's like to be a mother unless you are uh, until you are one. That's for sure. And I think family has become a real priority for me. I. Still, of course, my feelings remain the same and, you know, I'd love to have the opportunity uh, to represent people because I think, you know, in politics, some people say, oh, I could never do what you do. But I actually really love people and I love Ireland and I love being from Leash. Um, And I've been involved for seven or eight years now in in politics. So, yeah, I I don't think it's diminished my interest. You're definitely going to go in, for it yeah, in, 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 in pursuing a, uh, the opportunity to go for it all, Aaron. I suppose if the opportunity arises, yeah. I, I wouldn't let it pass me yeah. by. It's right, it doesn't seem to be as big a thing for you now as it did six months ago, and that would be down to your circumstances. Or am I am I reading that right? No, I don't think I don't think you're uh, right on that, actually. Okay, okay, yeah. Uh, but I think, you know, a lot of things matter to me now. Yeah. And uh, my family is very important to me now. Yeah. Uh, maybe in a way that it wasn't before. But politics is, is still a huge part of my life and uh, I eat <laughs> and sleep politics yeah. morning, noon and night. You'll be going for the locals again there's next very, year I take it. Yeah, there's very little that would put me off yeah. uh, politics and you know there is you know sometimes there's nasty things online but you can only control yourself and you do the best people ask you to do stuff you do your best to get it done for them you know as I say I haven't got a magic wand <laughs> but yeah. I do my best for, for people yeah. and like hearing the voices in the community people saying the same things they want more of this they want more of that they're the things that we have to be raising as a community as a whole and I think Port Leash now my sense of it since I got elected I feel like we're all moving more in the same way you know there's less people um, pulling against us if you know yeah. what I mean or, or bringing the town down right. and the county down I would definitely feel like we're more optimistic we're more positive uh, about us and about ourselves and about the place we live in. That's great to hear. We're, we're finishing on that note. I I said one thing. I did have to ask you. This is the hashtag Love Leash podcast. We initiated hashtag Love Leash initiative or sort of a movement during one of the lockdowns. There's a sign over there, sort of uh, sideways over there, but there is a hashtag Love Leash sign here. And I'm asking any guests we have on a sort of a Love Leash item. So is there anything you enjoy more in the county than anything else? So what's your sort of go to? Love leash. This is going to be a, a definitive if my, list. If it's my if it's my love leash uh, moment, um, well, I suppose it's my it's my it's my memories, and um, my lockdown memories of the Rock of Dunamis, and you know when restaurants were weren't open and you could get takeaway pizza or takeaway and just sitting up at the rock and looking out at the sunshine and wondering when it would ever be normal again <laughs> yeah. um, and having those moments in a beautiful, beautiful place that's accessible to everyone um, and thinking about the history there, a thousand years of leash people uh, that have sat there and I often wonder, you know, do they do they look at the same thing that I'm looking at? Yeah. Do they think the same that I'm thinking of? Um, but I, the Rock of Mace is one of uh, my favourite places to be yeah. and I love kind of, you know, getting out and running up to the top of the hill. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's not too big a hill changed. or anything. It's a lovely, it's it's Absolutely. great views, but it's not too far to get up to the top of it. And I think just, um, there's been talk over the years about developing it and the car park and mm. all of this and what we'll be glad to know 
uh, is that that's uh, almost ready for for the t- saw to be turned on it. Oh, there is going to be a car park yeah, up there. Okay. And uh, there's going to be a car park, and we're going to be uh, doing some development around uh, the sort of um, the front area okay. and making that a lot more accessible right. for tourists because mm. that's really really important. And I think it's it's just a hidden gem. Uh, and one morning I just sat up there for half an hour, yeah. and the amount of tourists that arrived in what to me anyway were clearly hire cars. Yeah all different nationalities of people coming up reading the boards climbing up to the top of the hill um you know the story of strongbow it's an amazing amazing place and i just think it's got this magical um sort of sense of history and heritage about the place that you don't get in many other places and i think for me that's really special so rocket on the <laughs> rocket on the a good choice to start thomasina connell coherent of leash county council thanks very much for your time